0: Welcome to a new episode of the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast, the new voice of voice of success. We all want to feel successful and fulfilled in our lives, but that can be a bumpy road. Through the experiences, journeys, and advice of our guests here on Big Idea Big Moves, we will help you get a jump start on experiencing and cultivating whole life success. Be ready to take notes. Every episode has action items that you can apply to your own life right away. Okay, let's get this started. I will now pass you over to the host of Big Idea Big Moves, Jamie Allison.
1: Hi again, everybody. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different genres. Different issues, just people doing really cool things in their space, um, find out a bit about their journey and and some of the things that might translate uh, for us as well in the audience. And uh, so we've talked to CEOs, entrepreneurs, lots of athletes. We have one of those today uh, as well. And, um, you know, so just before we jump into that, if you have been listening to the podcast for a little while, you know that we have uh, a connection with Epitome Sportswear. Um, and it's um, basically set up to, to unlock your potential, but it also is something that's quite, um, you know, diverse. So if you are just uh, whether you're going to the gym yourself or whether you're also going and maybe watching your daughter play soccer or your, uh, um, you know, your your uh, children uh, going for a, a general hike and, and just going out and getting things done, um, their whole motto is live life fully. and And so that connects really well with us the all the other thing that's also really important to us as well is that they believe in giving back to the community that they serve and they're working hard to impact the inequities in opportunity for girls and women in sport and for that reason a portion of their profits go directly to organizations and initiatives that support girls in sport. so check them out um it's at uh, epitome sportswear so e-p-i-t-o-m-e sportswear dot com or you can go to our instagram profile and you can go directly through to there as well, and, and hopefully be able to uh, find something that works for you. Uh, so really excited today to have Ariel Lowen with us. She is a, a two-time CrossFit Games athlete, soon to be three. Um, we'll talk about that. She's also uh, twice so far been the fittest mom in America, which is kind of cool. And, and I know that we have her daughter there too, which is uh, uh, you know nice as well. Um, her inspirational achievements really make her stand out in CrossFit. And, and this year is, is uh, you know I, I think probably the best year yet that she's had. She's finished the Open and individual quarterfinal in first place. And North America West, um, she took third um, in the Americas uh, at the semis as well. Um, so she punched her ticket again to the CrossFit Games this year. Um, and also, obviously, she's a busy mom. She has her MBA and is a licensed real estate agent. So all those things that we love talking to people about and and seeing kind of how they do all of those different things. So first of all, Ariel, um, congratulations on your, on your recent podium finish, I guess, just, uh, uh, well, last week, I guess, now. So not too too far away. So congratulations.
2: Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's still crazy. I thought about the semis so much and all the anticipation leading up to it. And like you said, now it's over
1: that easy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that easy yeah everybody yeah. probably thinks that's so easy but uh um yeah like a really cool event and and uh you know did really really well again um maybe just before because we will talk a little bit about that but i, I thought for those people who in the audience maybe aren't fully aware of kind of how you got into crossfit and things like that um you know i know that you were you're a big athlete and you also were a bit of a fan of crossfit before you got to where you are now um Maybe talk to us okay. a little bit about that journey and, and how how CrossFit became a thing for you and and to get to this point.
2: Yeah, I fell in love with it. Well, I, I'll start with, I was just graduating high school. I am used to track season, cheerleading, where they kind of have built into our schedule a workout time. Yeah. So when high school ended, I, I didn't want to go to the gym. And I was like, I don't know what to do in a gym. So I looked for other gyms. And wouldn't you know, at the place I was working at was a cheer facility. And my boss went to CrossFit. So he was like, hey, I think you'd be perfect for this thing called CrossFit. Come try a free class with me. So I went with him. And immediately after I tried it, I showed up. People told me what to do. We did it together. There's a group aspect. And I just fell in love. But I was right out of high school, 18. CrossFit is very expensive. I couldn't afford it. So I actually went to the owner. His name was Brian. I was like, Brian, I love what you're doing here, but I can't afford it can we work out some type of deal? So I actually cleaned the gym in exchange for a gym membership when I first started, Yeah, fell in love with the sport. He taught me everything I knew, which is so fun to look back on. So I went to his gym for like five years. In those five years, I learned all the movements and then qualified for my first regional back then it was called. So tried to make regionals for five years, made it, but could never make it to the games. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't until 2018 i'm at the regionals competing and i find out i'm pregnant so (laughs) i retire from crossfit stay at home mom and i like changed my whole identity and then it wasn't until after i think blakely was like a year old i was like let's try competing again and then now i've had awesome success with it but along the way i just fell in love with crossfit so i've been doing it since 2012 almost every day because I just love CrossFit. So it's fun that I can keep that in my life. And now it's of like my job but That's I would do it anyways it. <laughs> yeah even if it wasn't my job <laughs>
1: yeah well and, and and so a lot is made about the fact that you know you you took that time off and and you know became that kind of full-time mom and and then came back and had, and had success really quickly kind of right after that right. And, and really kind of high level of success um was there is there a real key for that for you or or was it just kind of that you enjoy it so much and and kind of were able to jump right back in like what what is what, what was special about you? so many people have started doing that I think since you've you've done it like you've inspired a lot of other people to think okay I can do this and do it yeah, right I've after
2: gotten so many messages just support like you said people saying like oh you give me hope it's not over yeah but for me it started with I kind of like after high school okay let's find something to do so I could stay fit same mentality after giving birth like you're kind of overweight everything feels squishy so yeah. it was like okay just get back in the gym focus on health Mm-hmm. So for that whole first year, the priority was eating right, focusing on health. And it was amazing how just focusing on being healthy mm-hmm. made me feel great mentally and physically. And then I was like, oh, maybe I still got it. Let's try and compete. So the goal yeah. was never let's get fit so we can compete, go back to the games. It was like, let's just be healthy. What does yeah. that look like? Eating real foods and trying to go to the gym three to five times a week, fit it into your schedule. And then yeah. that was just my habit for the first year back.
1: And, and so, so now, I mean, you know, you've you've obviously um, you've got to train at a different level right now. Right. I'm sure, right? You know, and that makes it a little bit different. But. Um, like what does it, how do you, how do you juggle those things? Cause I'm sure there are tons of, tons of moms that know kind of how busy a mom's life is aside from right. also doing all the other things. Um, you know, how do you, how do you try to balance those things? And I mean, you say, I'm a full-time mom who does CrossFit. So how does that, how does that work for you? I have
2: to set up boundaries and prioritize my time, especially at this level when I was yeah. just getting back to being healthy, which was, I'd go to my one hour noon class at the local affiliate I went to. Yep. The priority was, okay, noon to one, I will every day try and make that class. So that means if somebody asked me on a lunch date, hey, I can go to lunch with you, but it'll have to be about one or one 30. So just prioritizing my time in that season. Now it's the same thing of, okay, I, I make breakfast for me, for my daughter, and then I train from 11 to one. So if people want to hang out. People are calling like even awesome podcasts. I'm like, okay, I can do it either before or after, but that chunk of time is special and it's my work time. So I just have to prioritize my work time, quote unquote. And then if Blakely has gymnastics, it can be anytime after one o'clock, or if she wants to go to the park, we go after one o'clock, just setting boundaries.
1: Oh, very cool. And uh, I mean, you've mentioned and, and Blakely's there. Um, How much does she know what's, what's going on with you? Like, uh, um, I mean, it's gotta be kind of cool to be able to share that with her to a certain extent and because she's around so much, but um, how much, how much does she kind of pick up from the, the kind of strong mom stuff you're doing?
2: I think more than I, more than I know, Mm -hmm. but she, she went to the games last year with us. She went to a Palooza with us this year. So she she can see it, but I wouldn't say she loves it either. Like even this past weekend, (laughs) We FaceTimed maybe three of the five nights yeah. and it was like, mom, when are you coming home? Like, come on, yep. let's come home. So it kind of puts it in perspective of semifinals might be like all I think about all weekend because it's a really big point in my season. She's yeah. like, "Get get over it. Come home. Let's hang out. Like, it's not yeah. that important. So she yeah. helps balance me but I don't think she loves it as much as I do.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Well, well, and to be expected at that age, right, they just right. like to be playing. They'd rather play with their mom. So. <laughs> exactly. Which I don't blame her. Um, so, you know, when, when you're going into competition, because you've, you've been to the games before um, and, uh, and you're kind of at at this level getting ready for that now. Um, I'm just wondering from a, uh, you, we know that you're doing lots of physical training. Do you do much from a mental performance standpoint or or how does that work for you when you're lining up for competition? Do you have to do much kind of, you know, some people visualize all of those things. How do you approach that?
2: Mine is a lot different than most of my competitors. I know yeah. some of my competitors have a mindset coach who will like kind of break down the event, tell them reassuring, reassuring thoughts. Yeah. But for me, it's just, I open the Bible and I read it. And if I'm discouraged, I look for a verse about discouragement and then that resonates with me. For me, it's more of aligning with my values and aligning with something higher than myself. Because if I look to my husband for my mental support, like he's human, he's flawed, just like me, he'll fall short every time. So I try and just go somewhere higher.
1: Very cool. And and does it, yeah. um, when you're in competition, does it make any difference that because you've been watching, um, you've been watching the CrossFit Games for a long time. Um, so some of those people, you're now suddenly, like at the Games, you could be beside Tia and Annie and those people you've probably right. watched for a very long time. Um, is it is it hard not to be a little starstruck when you're in the first couple of times? Oh, yeah. The first year I went to the Games was
2: all starstruck. Just like, I'm here, my jersey's here, he is over here, just taking pictures and soaking it all up. Last year was a big year for me because it was the first year I showed up to the games and I felt like, okay, I'm going to compete this year. I'm not here to get my jersey. I'm not here to be starstruck, have a good time. It's like, I'm going to have fun, but I'm also here to try and get in the top 10 or try and push myself and beat whoever I need to, to do as good as I can. So last yeah. year was a really fun year because I felt like I tapped into some of my competing potential. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see how that happens this year.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's interesting because you are um, you're one of those people that people um, kind of look to and connect with pretty quickly because you know that people see you as very approachable, all of those things as well. Um, how does that feel, knowing that um, you know you're maybe that inspirational? person, not just for, you know, not just obviously for moms. I mean, a lot of people will say that right away, but also just for that young athlete who's thinking, Oh, I, I could maybe sometime get to that level. What's, what's that like for you knowing you play that role for other people now?
2: It, it would mean, it means the world if people think that, and they see that, because my goal is always, there's a lot of good CrossFitters out there. And I, I personally don't think I'll ever be the best CrossFitter out there, but I'd like to be remembered as something more than just someone who stood on the podium or someone who was top 10 at the games. I want to make people feel welcome. If they're scared backstage, I'd love to see the scaredness and comfort them. Cause I mean, emotions are high and there's so yeah. much stress and anxiety backstage, even a smile to someone. I feel like it could go a long way. Cause I remember in 20, maybe 15, when I was competing at regionals, it was the mm-hmm. first time they had super regionals almost. Yep. So I had, Camille LeBlanc in my region all these amazing people who I look up to and I'll never forget Margot Alvarez somehow knew my name so I'm back there scared warming up and she just said like let's go Ariel Ariel go kill it and just that little comment she would never remember it made the world to me so if I could yeah. do that for someone else so simple but it's just looking and seeing people
1: yeah, it's, it's interesting that, um, you know, it, it's like anything where you have some profile, not understanding the impact of kind of one small thing that it is a small thing to you, but could be huge to that person exactly. being able to move that next step. Um, do you have, actually, it leads me into that. Do you have or have you had specific mentors as you've went through this? Or or is it, have you looked to people generally just taking bits and pieces? You know, what what's that been like for you? I
2: wouldn't say I've had mentors. I as far as like um performance-based stuff
1: yeah yeah well or either um yeah yeah, sometimes i think you know sometimes in other parts of your life that's what is more important or as important
2: true i wouldn't say performance wise when i need help i know to reach out for help so i've kind of taken over my programming this past year and Mm -hmm. actually the individual who i originally started at their gym brian yeah. I reached out to him because he's the strongest person I know. So I reached out to him and he's given me a strength program, which has been super refreshing. Yeah. And then this year I want to work on running. So I actually reached out to Haley Adams and was like, Hey, you're the best runner in the sport. Can you help me? <laughs> so yeah. I don't have like one specific mentor, but I'm not afraid to reach out to someone who's better than me and ask for their help if they're willing to
1: give it. Yeah. And do you, um, when you're trying to figure out you, you, you work on your weaknesses and your strengths, I'm sure. But is there, um, Mm -hmm. do you have a way of doing that? Like, do you very specifically just work on kind of specific weaknesses? Or do you spend more time on your strengths during training?
2: I, I'll usually honestly sit down Sundays, and I'll write down all of the movements I want to hit. So let's say, sandbag pistols, clean and jerk snatches, and I just have this list. And then I'll make that list into my programming so I try and always have my weaknesses in there and my strengths in there and just kind of work them together but competing is always fun because I find new weaknesses so like this past <laughs> weekend I did really well at a burpee box jump over workout but then I watched my burpee speed and it was so much slower than my competitors so I was like man if I can work on speeding up my burpee speed, I'll be great so I need to work on speeding up my burpees and like picking up the sandbag under fatigue. So the weakness list is always growing as I compete more. Yeah. <laughs> but it just gives me something else to work on.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and is it, um, is it difficult? Because CrossFit, you don't really know. I um, mean, you have an idea of certain things that you're going to come up. Like when you go to Madison, you know that, okay, I'm probably going to do a few of these movements no matter what, because they always do. Right. Um, but there's there's usually something that's a little bit out of People's comfort zone. Um, is that hard for you? Like, I, I know some people, it's that's the most difficult thing because you can't pre train for some certain things in the same way. What's that like for you, knowing there's probably going to be something you haven't trained for?
2: I personally love it because I yeah. love the chaos and the kind of carnage that happens backstage <laughs> because you, you either have it or you don't. And at that yeah. point, Whatever you've done in the gym, that's all the cards you have to play with before you go out on the floor. And I yeah. I love it. Like this past weekend, I didn't test any of the workouts going into the weekend. I was like, let's just see what happens. Yeah. Whereas my competitors tested them multiple, multiple, multiple times, which is fine. But when you get to the games, like that's not reality. And yeah. I, I love the, okay, how fit are you? How smart are you on the floor? Can you strategically break this up? It kind of adds a little bit more excitement to it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah I think it. you're probably different that way. There's <laughs> yeah, lots I am of different. Way. That
2: way. <laughs> but um, I did know, like Adler, this made me feel good. Yep. He didn't test any of the workouts beforehand either. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'm not the only crazy person. It's just <laughs> mentally, I'd rather not know where it's going to hurt until it hurts and you just have to get through it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's a level of experience, I guess. At that I point, know, too, right? So I don't know. Um, you know, one of the things, and you did mention that, um, especially early in your career, the, the whole community piece around around CrossFit is is there, and um, a, and you also kind of have have built that even with fans. I mean, fans have feel this connection to you, and you may not even kind of know some of them. Um, how important is that for you to be part of the the community that is what? you know, CrossFit provides that's maybe a little bit different than some other kind of very individual sports like you're in.
2: Right. I feel like CrossFit just unites people in a way that's kind of hard to put into words. Mm-hmm. You show up, you sweat with someone and you die next to them and it's almost the most vulnerable thing you could do. To be in like the ugliest state of sweat, breathing heavy, being stinky, but yet these people still accept you. So it kind of just bonds you in a way. Unfortunately, at this season of my life, I started training from home just to avoid distractions and unnecessary drama and stress. So I do miss the community part. But I think eventually when I'm done competing, I'll absolutely go back to it. But this is a season of a little bit selfishness, focusing on what I need to and just getting it done. Because I used to go to an affiliate and I would be there so long that I would feel so bad that Blakely was in the childcare room that yep. long, because yep. I was talking to people, had to move stuff, and just like unnecessary time wasted. So now I'm just very. And I'm deliberate. sure people are
1: are coming up to you, knowing who you exactly. are, and asking you tips and all those things as well. So <laughs> right? it's not that you don't want to do that, but it does create a, an additional time on each end of your workout. I'm sure. Right?
2: Exactly. Yeah, you completely hit the nail on the head. Yeah. And I'm too nice. I'm not going to (laughs) say, no, let me finish my bench press. You know, that's just rude.
1: Exactly. (laughs) It's, it's funny that you mentioned, uh, uh, Jeffrey Adler and uh, we interviewed him a little while ago and and that's he, he now he's in a different position because he is able to spend all that time in it, but he said like I still I still coach I go in I coach classes I do all that stuff and so you could tell oh, wow. he it's just a difference in kind of you know what your priorities are at that time too so um, you know and right. he's lucky his wife is there with him and everything too so um, but um, so bring it back to kind of your your goals and and what you plan uh, like do you um do you have going into the crossfit games this year do you have very specific are you one of those people who write down um all your goals i mean it sounds like maybe you do it a little differently per workout because you maybe you don't right. kind of test them the way some people will know exactly i want to hit this number um how do you approach goal setting
2: i i have what i call dreams and then goals so my dreams are very very big. So if I don't accomplish my dream, it's okay. Like a dream would be top five at the games or potentially podium at the games. But my that's like, if I don't hit it, okay, it's okay. It's a dream. My goal for this year would just be top 10. Last year coming in, I was 11th. So we're just talking about moving up one or two spots. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very obtainable. And then I don't get too overwhelmed if my goal is too arbitrary, but I try and do the same thing for life as well as fitness goals. Like if you set goals that are too big, you'll just get discouraged and never keep going. So yeah. realistic goal would be top 10.
1: So when you, when you set goals that way and and you talked about kind of different ones across life, like do you um do you, look at those all together at the same time? Like, do you say, okay, I'm going to make sure I spend this amount of time doing these other things that are of interest to me and obviously spending time with your daughter and and what you do there. Um, Do you kind of think through all those things at the same time?
2: I would say no. Kind of as each one presents themselves, like a personal goal is to pay off my car in two years. So that one is just deliberately maybe not going out shopping as much and making a little extra Mm -hmm. towards a car payment. So just, Little goals as they come my way.
1: Yep, yep. And well, and and the thing is, is yours probably shift a fair amount depending on the opportunity that comes up and what you, exactly what you're able to do. And uh, as, through that, um, what um, so people obviously are starting to know know more about you. But is there is there something that, you know, people would be completely surprised that they maybe haven't heard about you? Like, is there something out there that you just think, oh, yeah, OK, this is this is one thing that people probably don't know about Ariel Lewin.
2: It's hard to say. <laughs> Depends yeah. how much they follow along with me. Yeah, I, guess, I think right? one, yeah. one thing I'm, I'm really proud of is I don't train as much as my competitors. Like you said, Adler will be in the gym all day and some of my others sure. will. I'll be in yeah. the gym two to three hours at most. And then I clock out and I'm done and I'll go to the park and I try and make dinner every night and we try and eat dinner as a family every night. So just prioritizing bigger things. Like growing up, I always sat down and had dinner with my family. So I make a habit to do that with my family. Prioritizing healthy families, healthy marriages and stuff like that, which people don't always see because they just see like CrossFit competing, but there's so much more to health on the floor, mental health, when you prioritize things that are important, like relationships, family, and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I, I think, um, and that, that's, I think what sets you apart. I, th- I think people may not know that, but when they do, I think that's also what connects them the most with you. Cause probably I, I would think most people, you know, unless you're a top elite athlete, whether it's in CrossFit or something else, um, that's that's probably connects more with what people are trying to do in their lives. So um, so I think that's that's pretty cool that that you're able to talk to, you know, that that's how you approach things and still are able to have success in those areas. So
2: thank you. And that's the biggest thing. I, I get a lot of awesome messages that are like, I just came back from having a kiddo. I still want to compete. How do I do that? Or what did you do? And the, the best thing I can tell people is you just focus on health. Yeah. mental health your family's health your physical health and you'll be am- amazed at how many things just start thriving when you prioritize health yeah. and not crazy like working out three hours a day but just okay 30 minutes a day for five days in a row
1: yeah little yeah.
2: obtainable goals
1: yeah yeah well, and okay, so that and and you've kind of touched on it there, and maybe we'll just see, is there a, a couple more things that if um you know one of the things everybody looks at for you is that you not only um you know you you had you had your daughter and in a pretty short period of time you were back at a, a pretty high level in training and things like that right. uh, but there's lots of people that just um uh that I think would be listening to the podcast that also struggle a little bit thinking okay I'm uh, you know how am I ever going to be back to what I was before or any of those things or um and and you've talked about it there but are, are there a couple of things that if you're a mom who's listening to this thinking you know what, I just want to get back in shape or start to do that, but I feel kind of overwhelmed with with the responsibilities that go with being a mom. Do you have a couple right. of very specific things that you think would, you know, what, what could they do to just kind of move that first step forward to get themselves back out there?
2: Yeah, it's very overwhelming. So I would say those listening, it is overwhelming to want to start and look at where you were before. So like the pre-baby, how you look, the pre-baby, how you felt. It is overwhelming, but I almost see that as your dream. Your dream is to get back to that person. So if you look too far ahead or look too far back at pictures of where you used to look perfect, you've got to realistically set small goals to get back there. So one that I did was after she was born, I gave myself four days a week. You will go to the CrossFit class. So that means maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, take Thursday off, go Friday. Four days just worked for me and my body felt good doing it. Set realistic goals that are maybe weekly based. Okay, for one week, I will go every four days. And then the next week, you do the same thing. And then if that feels good, you up it to five days. Just really setting small goals and realistic. And then you just focus week by week on, okay, this week, I'm going to go four times a week. And I'm going to only have one cookie after dinner instead of three. Or one cookie after only dinner, not after lunch and dinner. Small changes to help you stay healthy. And if you keep it week by week based, it's a lot less overwhelming than by the month. Oh, I just messed up halfway through the month. I've got to start all the way over. I'll wait for the first of the month to hit again. It's like, no, each week, reassess. And then it's not overwhelming. But I never went into after having Blakely, okay, I'm going to the games. That was never on my mind. My mind was always, let's get healthy. What does health look like? Get to the gym, eat better. And that's all I focused on.
1: Yeah, I, I mean that's great for people because really, that's that that can be for anybody. Is is just focus on getting healthy and and staying healthy. So
2: right. And the biggest thing too is you say like you don't have time, you don't have motivation. But I'll say out of the four days I would go, I only really wanted to go maybe one day a week or two <laughs> days a week. It's like yeah. it's okay to not want to, but it yeah. can't be an excuse over and over again. Like oh, I'm not motivated. It's like
0: yeah. Suck it up. Get there,
2: and you'll be so happy. Come the end of the week when you force yourself to go four times a week, and then it just becomes into your routine. But also, sorry, I'm adding a lot. No. <laughs> I also that's great. knew I I'm a full time stay at home mom at this season of my life, so I knew yeah. I had to find a gym with childcare. So yeah. if you have your kids full time, you just have to find a gym that accepts kids and that your kids feel comfortable at.
1: Yeah. Well, and um, your kids are seeing you prioritizing that in your life, which is also a a good kind of role modeling thing as as well for healthy, you know, living in, in their lives in the future as well exactly and
2: one hour of peace goes a huge yeah. way mentally and physically
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i think a, a, any any mother would would love to have that hour at some point if they can figure exactly. that out so um so uh, you know uh, obviously you've got some big stuff coming up um you know you the crossfit games is is uh, next for you um yeah. but uh you know if people are are wanting to to follow you and and what's happening with your journey over the next little while what are some of the best ways to do that Ariel?
2: I'd say the best is just Instagram. It's at Ariel Arm. My maiden name used to be Armstrong. So I had the arm in there and I just never changed it. But that's where you could probably stay up to date with most things or just tune into the games and hopefully you'll see me on there
1: yeah well what we'll do is um, we'll put in the show notes we'll put your Instagram in there as well so they can connect right through to that I know if they put if you put your name into Instagram it still comes up anyway so they should should be fine with finding (laughs) it even if they don't have the same one Um, but the other side is too we'll make sure that we have the click through so that you can follow uh, uh, Ariel's CrossFit Games journey Um, really cool to to see and um, I know you'll have lots of fans watching to see how things go for that so uh, I know you've been busy and you're busy all the time so thank you for taking the time to do this we really appreciate it absolutely thanks for having me all right and to everybody else we will talk again on big idea
0: big moves hit that subscribe button yet go on you know you want to Thanks for listening to the Big Idea Big Moves podcast. Be sure to drop us a comment on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at big idea underscore big moves. We love to hear your feedback. Till next time, remember, big change comes from small, consistent actions.